Welcome to the Homicide Inc. podcast. I'm Peter Von Gom. In this podcast, we're going to talk about Vicky White and Casey White. It's a story that's making headlines around the world, and time is of the essence because it's still ongoing. It all started about a week ago at the end of April. The assistant director of corrections with the sheriff's office in Alabama, and due to retire with a tasty pension after 20 years, assisted and ran away with a dangerous inmate who was serving a 75-year prison sentence. And she did it on her last day of work before retiring. It's a baffling story that's still playing out as the two lovebirds have taken flight and are still on the lam. Vicki White, a former assistant director of corrections for Lauderdale County in Alabama, was once considered to be the perfect employee and a person whom her colleagues could trust. Then she disappeared alongside Casey White, a six foot nine, three hundred and thirty pound non angel. It was a swift escape that officials now believe may have been premeditated. Well, let me clue you in, folks. It was very premeditated. Those who knew her felt blindsided. Vicki White is 56, and she's a widow with no kids. Her husband died in January of this year, 2022, from Parkinson's disease. And perhaps that's a factor in her going completely off the rails. She was last seen on April 29th when she said she was taking Casey White, 38, the convicted felon, who was not related to her, by the way. She was taking him for a mental health evaluation to the county courthouse. Well, later it was discovered there was no evaluation or hearing scheduled for the inmate that day. Lauderdale County Sheriff Rick Singleton couldn't provide a reason why the officer aided the escape, saying that the action isn't the Vicky White we know. Here's what he had to say. And I just love his accent. We have uh, discovered some uh, evidence that, that confirms that there was a relationship outside her work hours. I'm not talking about a physical relationship, but outside her work hours, there was some contact between the two. She was a longtime trusted employee at the jail, and she exploited the system and really misused the trust and credibility she'd gained over the years as a great employee. A warrant was issued Monday for Vicki White on charges of permitting or facilitating escape in the first degree. The U.S. Marshal Service released photos of Vicki White on Thursday showing what she looks like with her then blonde hair and what she may look like with brown hair if she changed her appearance. I would say a bald version should also be made because clearly this woman will go to extremes. Both Vicki White and Casey White are considered extremely dangerous. Well, duh. Casey White's former defense attorney had this to say about his mental state. But when he's on his medication and in a uh, um, uh, supervised environment like the jail, Casey's a, a decent person. You know, he follows the rules. He doesn't cause any problems. He's a real angel. When he gets out of incarceration, he is unable to stay on his medication he then um, self-medicates by uh, smoking methamphetamine or taking other illegal substances. And that is when Casey, you add the drug abuse with the mental illness and the fact that he's six foot nine, 300 something pounds is when Casey is a danger. So this is what we know about Vicki White. 
She wasn't kidnapped or forced into assisting the inmates' escape. It appears she's willfully assisting Casey White. So Casey White was serving 75 years for a series of crimes in 2015, including a home invasion, carjacking. He held a couple of women at gunpoint during that home invasion and a police chase, according to the U.S. Marshals. He also faces two counts of capital murder for hire for the stabbing death of 58-year-old Connie Ridgway in 2015. Add to this already spotless record, authorities are reopening an investigation into the mysterious death of Casey White's ex-girlfriend in 2008. The Limestone County Sheriff's Office, I love the names of these counties, says it will reopen the investigation into the death of Christy Shelton. Back in 2008, she died of a gunshot wound from a sawed-off shotgun. They ruled it a suicide. But now, in light of the current situation, they are reopening that case. So here's how the whole escape unfolded. Vicki White, who, by the way, was the person in charge at this detention facility, she said she was taking Casey White to a courthouse for a mental health evaluation and would then go get medical care for herself because she wasn't feeling well. In the surveillance video of them leaving that detention facility, you can see Vicki White escorting Casey White out the door and into her patrol car. But she is walking in front of him and alone. The protocol is to always have two officers and always have the prisoner in front of you. Even though he was shackled at the ankles and the wrists, she was walking in front of him and held the door for him. Crazy. Well, it was later discovered there was no hearing or evaluation scheduled for Casey White that day, and Vicki White never arrived at the medical facility. Surprise! Her patrol car was found abandoned that morning in a shopping center parking lot, less than a mile from the detention center. And the video shows the car stopped at an intersection about eight minutes after it left the jail. The intersection's about two blocks from the shopping center parking lot where the car was later found abandoned. Now, despite hundreds of tips, as Sheriff Singleton says, tips, they don't have any clue where they're at currently. When they left the patrol car in the shopping center parking lot, they got into another car that Vicky had recently purchased under an alias. Well, that car was recently found, but the perps were not. And Sheriff Singleton and the rest of the hundreds of law enforcement across the country, and perhaps into Mexico, maybe even Canada, they have no idea what kind of vehicle those two are driving right now. Apparently, they had purchased some cans of spray paint and tried to disguise the vehicle in a botched-up paint job, according to the sheriff. What's really most shocking about this is the spotless employee record that Vicki White had. She's the recipient four times of Employee of the Year. She was an exemplary employee, an unblemished record. All of her co-workers, all the employees in the sheriff's office, the judges, they've all had the utmost respect for her. So they're really disappointed. Despite her stellar professional reputation, she violated protocol when she removed Casey White from the detention center by herself. 
The sheriff says they're still trying to hold on to that last straw of hope that maybe for some reason she was threatened and did this under coercion, but they'd absolutely feel betrayed. All her co-workers are just devastated. They've never had a situation like this, and in their wildest dreams, would Vicki White do something like this? She was a model employee. Well, she's not an employee anymore. The candor, as you would, and very potentially, she will lose that retirement package. The Lauderdale County District Attorney last spoke with Vicki White the day before she disappeared, and he was absolutely stunned to learn of the situation. He described her as the most solid person at the jail, saying he would have trusted her with his life. Pat Davis, Vicki White's mother, who lived next door to her and saw her daily, told CNN they last spoke on Friday. The whole thing's been a nightmare. She just wants her daughter to come home and alive. Davis said she had no idea about her daughter's plans. Her typical day was coming home from work, having supper with her mom, and then picking up her dog, taking the dog for a walk. That was her daily routine. Meanwhile, Casey White's doting mom, Connie, has defended her son, claiming he's innocent and not a monster. I just have no idea why they've painted him as a monster, she says. The only reason he came to Lauderdale County was to get out of the prison he was in. He wrote a letter to say that he murdered that woman, but he didn't really murder her. He'd just done that to get back up here. He just wanted to be out of that prison because it was so bad and there was no food. Oh, God. Typical mom. Baby boy can do no wrong. Even if the dude's rap sheet is as long as he is tall. Back to Sheriff Singleton. Evidently, inmates tipped officials to the special relationship between Vicki White and Casey White. They were told Casey White got special privileges and was treated differently while in the facility, treated differently than the other inmates, sometimes getting extra food on his trays and privileges that no one else got. Well, at 6'9", 330, the dude needs extra food, wouldn't you say? Investigators have traced the relationship to early 2020, when Casey White was brought to Lauderdale County for an arraignment on the murder charges he's facing for the 2015 death of Connie Ridgway. That's the one that his mom said he lied about to get out of the slammer there in Lauderdale and get to a better facility. As far as they know, that was the earliest physical contact they had. Casey White was returned to state prison after the arraignment to continue carrying out his 75-year sentence. The sheriff said the officer and inmate maintained communication by telephone. Casey White was brought back to Lauderdale County in February to attend court hearings related to those murder charges of Connie Ridgway. What everybody is having trouble getting their head around is why, why, oh why, did she do this? And especially on her last day of work, after nearly two decades with the department, she submitted her retirement paperwork the week before. And according to her mother, she didn't mention anything about her retirement. So clearly, all of this stuff was hush-hush. Very well planned and thought out. 
except for the part about her retirement package, which was not finalized. Well, if she survives this, when she gets out of prison, will she get that retirement package? Or is it no longer valid? According to Sheriff Singleton, Vicki White had spoken about retiring for a few months before the disappearance, adding that she talked about moving to the beach. While the retirement fund paperwork hadn't been processed, she recently sold her house and had access to a large sum of money. Now, this is also really intriguing. She sold her house for $95,550, which was more than half below the current market value. The online records with Lauderdale County list the home's total parcel value at $235,600. Talk about a deep discount. She wanted that house sold and quick. How is this all going to play out? Your guess is as good as mine and as good as Sheriff Singleton's. Just, uh, you know, be our eyes and ears. You know, see something, say something. You know, because one, one of those tips, they're going to say, well, I think I saw them here and it's going to be them. That's how we're probably going to find them. So anybody out there that sees someone they think may be Casey White or Vicki White, let us know so we can follow up on it. I think we can kind of guess it's not going to end well, which is sad. But this guy is a violent dude. And do you really think that he has her best interests in mind? I don't. There's also some speculation that perhaps they're being harbored by some skinheads. Casey White was affiliated with the skinheads while in prison and has white supremacist tattoos on his body, including a Southern Pride Confederate flag on the back of his neck. Real upstanding citizen. Vicki White, what on earth were you thinking, girl? Well, as I said, this case is very much ongoing, and I will give some updates as we get more information coming in. For now, thank you for joining me here on the Homicide Inc. podcast. And please, if you haven't rated the podcast already, please click the stars and write a review if you would. That helps us get higher in the rankings and gets a broader reach. More ears on the Homicide Inc. podcasts means more episodes are coming. Also, make sure you subscribe so you'll get notifications as soon as a new episode is released. And be sure to check out our Patreon campaign for exclusive Homicide Inc. podcasts that are available first to patrons. That information is in the description. If you have a compelling true crime story you'd like me to consider investigating, please send me an email. And if you'd like to help support the production of the Homicide Inc. podcast, you can always buy us a cup of coffee. Those details are also in the description and on the Homicide Inc. website where you can hear all the podcasts and see some other cool stuff. Well, thanks so much, and we will see you again very soon. Ciao for now.